Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. It's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. On tonight's show, we'll talk with Haley Jordan, beat writer for Sports Illustrated Indiana, IU women's and men's basketball, IU football lands three players out of the transfer portal, IU football radio analyst Buck Sewer retires, the Indianapolis Colts, the Indiana Pacers, and the Indy Fuel. We will have our Big Boys Moving High School scoreboard update, and we'll look ahead to the week in IU athletics. So let's talk sports. We'll start with Indiana men's basketball, 12-3 on the season, 3-2 in the Big Ten. After a pair of home wins over Ohio State 67-51 and Minnesota 73-60. The Hoosiers led 46-45 with 10-1 to go in the Ohio State game. And the Hoosiers used a 21-6 run to close out the game. Trace Jackson Davis 27 points, 12 rebounds. Race Thompson 11 points. Trey Galloway 19 minutes, 8 points, 4 assists, 2 steals, 3 rebounds. His first game back since mid-November after having wrist surgery. The Hoosiers also welcomed former Indiana player Joey Brunk back to Simon Scott Assembly Hall. Brunk played 2 years with the Hoosiers before playing at Ohio State for his final season. In eight minutes, he scored six points, two rebounds, and had a steal. In the Minnesota game, the Hoosiers used balanced scoring, with Xavier Johnson leading the way with 14 points, Trace Jackson Davis 13 points, 12 rebounds, Rob Finnessy 13 points off the bench, Parker Stewart with 12, and Minnesota native Race Thompson with 10 points. The Hoosiers are at Iowa Thursday, 9 o'clock on Fox Sports 1, and at Nebraska next Monday night, 6 p.m. on the Big Ten Network. Indiana women's basketball won at Wisconsin 76-53. Allie Patberg, 18 points. Mackenzie Holmes, 16 points. Alexa Goulbay, 13. Nicole Cardano-Hillary with 11. Grace Berger with 9 points and 11 assists. The six-ranked Hoosiers, 12-2 on the season, 4-0 in the Big Ten, and they host Nebraska this Thursday, 6 p.m. on the Big Ten Network before traveling Sunday to arch-rival Purdue at 2 o'clock. Indiana football lands three players out of the transfer portal, Missouri quarterback Connor Bazelak, Kentucky linebacker Jared Casey, and UCLA linebacker Miles Jackson all committed to the Hoosiers. The Hoosiers have landed 11 transfers in the 2022 class. Bazelak is from Dayton, Ohio. He will have three years left. Casey is from Louisville, Kentucky. will have three years left. Jackson is from Jonesboro, Georgia, and will have four years left. IU football radio color commentator Buck Stewart retires after 17 years in the broadcast booth and 18 years as a coach and administrator with the IU football program. He was the running backs coach from 1984 to 95 and an administrative assistant to the head coach and athletic director from 1996 to 2001. He and his wife Jane have a son, Eric, and the deceased Jenny Sewer. Eric is the radio collar commentator for IU men's basketball. He played in 74 games from the Hoosiers from 2004 to 2007, and they have four grandchildren. So congratulations to Buck Sewer. A great radio career, and wish you all the best in retirement. 
The Indianapolis Colts lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars 26-11 Sunday afternoon. The Colts finished the regular season 9-8 overall, 5-3 on the road, and 4-5 at home, and they will miss the playoffs. Carson Wentz, 17 of 29, 185 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Jonathan Taylor, 15 carries, 77 yards, and Michael Pittman Jr., 6 receptions, 64 yards, and a touchdown. The Indiana Pacers are 15 and 25 on the year. Lost at New York 104 to 94. Lost to Brooklyn 129 to 121, and then beat Utah 125 to 113. The Pacers are at Boston this evening. Host Boston Wednesday at 7:30, and host Phoenix Friday at 7 o'clock. The Indy Fuel are 12 and 14 with two overtime losses and two shutout losses and 28 points. They picked up a pair of wins over Wheeling this week. They beat Wheeling at home 5-1 on Friday and then beat them at Wheeling 5-2 on Saturday. They are at Fort Wayne this Friday at 8 o'clock. They host Iowa Saturday at 7 and then again Sunday at 3 o'clock. High school sports time. Let's check the Big Boys Moving Company local high school scoreboard. Big Boys Moving serves you with an attitude of gratitude. In girls basketball, Edgewood 15-4 lost to Northview 48-47, won 48-20 at Brown County. They host Monrovia tonight and then travel to Owen Valley Friday at 6 o'clock. Bloomington North 8-9 lost 53-52 in overtime at Eastern Green. Beat Terre Haute South 50-10 on the road. They host Mitchell tomorrow night at 7-30. Bloomington South 2-15 beat Brown County 55-31 and lost at Columbus North 53-41. They are at Mooresville Thursday at 7-30, hosts Evansville Central Saturday at 2-30. Lighthouse Christian is 3-8, lost to Shoals 59-27. They host Phelan Academy at 7-30 Friday and travel to Shackamack at 6 o'clock. In boys high school basketball, Lighthouse Christian 4-4. Four four, lost at Clay City 69-59. They are at Medora this evening and then play Madison Christian Friday at 4-30 in the first round of the Southern Roads Conference Tournament at Columbus Christian. Bloomington North 9-3 beat Bloomington South 49-45 for the first time since the 2013-14 season. They also won at Seymour 44-31. They are at Martinsville Friday at 7-30. Bloomington South 7-5 lost to Bloomington North 49-45. The Panthers are at Columbus East. Friday and host Eastern Green both games at 7:30. Edgewood six and seven on the year. Won at Brown County 79-36 and beat South Putnam 61-40. They are at Owen Valley Friday and Saturday at Greencastle. In boys swimming, Center Grove beat Bloomington North 93-89. Bloomington North beat Columbus North 105-81. Girls swimming, Center Grove beat Bloomington South 110-76. Bloomington North beat Columbus North 131-55. That is a look at our high school scoreboard brought to you by Big Boys Moving Company. When we come back, we will talk with Haley Jordan, beat writer for Sports Illustrated Indiana. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. When you're preparing to buy a new home, the last thing you should have to worry about is the safety of your possessions. Allow Big Boys Moving to professionally oversee the transport of your precious belongings. 
Big Boys Moving is locally owned with years of experience. Whether your relocation is local or long distance, allow Big Boys to move you with an attitude of gratitude. Call today, 812-947-1479 or online at bbmoving812.com. Are you concerned about your life insurance coverage during these uncertain times in history? I'm Adam Beasley with American Senior Benefits right here in Bloomington, and we can help you find the best coverage for you and your family. We work for you to find the best plan out of more than 150 companies. We can compare your existing coverage or start a brand new plan. From newborn to 89 years old, from term to permanent, we'll find what's best for you. Call us at American Senior Benefits, 812-631-2305. Hi, this is Bloomington's finest police officer, Kylie Jarrett, and I listen to Nick Jenkinson on South Central Indiana News Network. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. It is time to welcome my guest. She is in her first year as beat reporter for Sports Illustrated Indiana, a 2020 grad of Indiana University and the pride of Pittsburgh, Indiana. She is Haley Jordan. Haley, it is a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Uh, Well, thank you so much for having me, Nick. This is my first podcast as a beat reporter, and I couldn't be more thrilled and excited to chat some sports with you today. Well, I'm looking forward to talking all things IU athletics, but before we get to that, let's talk about your background. As I mentioned, the 2020 grad of the IU Media School, your first year as Sports Illustrated Indiana beat writer. How has your experience been so far getting to cover your alma mater? Oh, it's been great. I've been a little bit all over the place. So I've had a lot of experience. I was a sports producer and anchor and reporter in Rockford, Illinois for a little bit and worked for the CBS affiliate there, but I truly missed my home. I was only four hours away, but I just can't get enough of my Indiana roots. So I came back and my current boss, Tom Brew, hired me and I was just so thrilled to be able to return home and yes, cover my alma mater, Indiana University gotten to do football so far, women's basketball is my main beat, and then also men's basketball. I help Tom where I can. And then also I cover Purdue as well, the rivals. So that's that's really given me some character this season to cover, you know, our rivals there. And then also I cover a lot of the NBA teams as well for NBA side. So I've got a taste of a bunch of different sports and truly getting to know this business as well as I can. Well, they always say keep your friends close and your enemies closer. So I guess covering Purdue sports is is part of it. I've had several people with Purdue ties on the show, so at least I can't say I'm biased. But how unique is that to get to cover the rival after being in school here for four years and cheering against them all the time? I'm I'm a little bit used to it, to be honest, because as a sports reporter, even learning well, to be a sports reporter when I was in college, you know, we always had to not be biased, always had to not be biased. So I wasn't one to express my opinions towards Purdue anyway. <laughs> so I'm like, OK, I can just do that for a few more years. And it's really no problem. Also, my brother's a graduate of Purdue as well. So we already have that nice 
house divided. I have a bunch of extended family who went to both IU and Purdue. So that rivals pretty natural. I'm used to it. Don't bat an eye. I've been to Purdue as many times as I've been to IU probably. And I like both campuses, to be honest. I wouldn't tell my IU friends that, (laughs) but I really do enjoy Purdue as well. I also have a lot of family ties to Purdue. My mom was actually raised in West Lafayette. My grandparents and aunts and cousins all live there. And my brother is actually a Purdue grad in electrical engineering and actually lives just outside Rockford, Illinois. So that's funny that you talked about you're starting your career in Rockford. So... Okay. Yeah. Rockford's huge. Um, but I didn't know anybody when I went out there. So I always love when people tell me, Oh, I'm from there. I'm from the Chicago area and I've been there a couple of times. So it's nice to, you know, compare notes on Rockford and yeah, that was a great first market for me. So the women's basketball team is off to a great start. Six ranked in the country, 12 and two, four and oh, coming off a huge win against Maryland at home and then beating Wisconsin. Your impression so far of the job that Terry Morin's done this year and what has impressed you watching this team and what do you think they'll do going forward? Yeah, Terry Morin has not only impressed me this season, but she's impressed me for the past, you know, seven, eight years that she's been the head coach at Indiana. I think the definition of her is just resiliency. Like even when her girls don't have the best game, they just come out on top the next one. It's incredible. And I think a lot of teams could learn a thing or two from Coach Moore and she's fabulous. Another thing that she always stresses, especially in the press conferences, is taking it one game at a time. And they never like to foreshadow what's going to happen later. They're very humble as well. You know, having that six in front of your name, is such a huge deal. And yes, they don't take that lightly, but at the same time, they remain so humbled in that. And they had an Elite Eight appearance last season. And still, they're like, yeah, we did that last season, but this is a new season. So I just love how humble she is, how resilient she is, and how much faith that she has in the women that make up her team. And I can see from a reporter standpoint that all those women have faith in each other, faith in Coach Morin, faith in all the assistant coaches and each other. And I I think that's why they're doing so well, plus all that raw talent (laughs) that you have mixed in with that. So it's been a true pleasure to cover them this season, and it's my favorite sport to cover currently, watching her team. Who has impressed you individually on that team? Or is is there too many to name? I could probably, I could give you really good attributes of all of them on the roster, even the bench, because there's so much depth there. But the one player that has really stuck with me, in addition to Allie Papperg, I always have to mention her because she's been there for seven years and is just an incredible player and leader, especially. But the one player that I've had my eye on for the past few years has been Mackenzie Holmes. She is a junior forward and she is aggressive. She's a really awesome post player. And actually, she was one of my first interviews I ever did when I was a sideline reporter for Big Ten Network. So just seeing her as a freshman, and I was, gosh, I might have been a junior at the time when I interviewed her, seeing her grow from being a freshman player who was a little timid and shy and coming into this awesome athlete who's unstoppable and other people are afraid of her. It's really been a true transformation. And she is always the leading score or she's always in there. Every time I'm in a press conference, Holmes is going to be up there at the podium. And also she's a pretty eloquent speaker too. So she gives great quotes and she's really fun to watch. And she's a problem for other teams. That's for sure. Especially when she gets that ball on the low block and she turns around and puts up that shot. She's hard to stop. The one thing I've been impressed with is the defense. The fact that they have not allowed a team to score 70 points yet. 
and against teams like Stanford, Maryland, NC State, Kentucky, that's impressive. Do you think that streak continues throughout the Big Ten? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think they're going to be slowing down anytime soon. And as you mentioned, Nick, the defense coach and a bunch of the players, if you just ask them or even listen to them in press conferences, they always say, hey, we hang our hat on our defensive play. Like, it's nice to have a team full of shooters, but the defense is really what makes up those wins because you can't let that other team score. And Coach Morin has said that her girls are really good at game planning. And that's something that I don't think a lot of fans realize how much preparation goes on in the film room. Yeah, like we have the tough practice schedule that we're able to watch and get a sneak peek at, but no one truly knows how much film those women are constantly watching to be able to game plan and plan that defensive strategy. But yeah, I think they're going to keep up that streak of not allowing any other team to score above 70. They're just getting started. One thing that may be a concern is the bench. The fact that you have a bench that has been really hit by players not available the last couple of games due to various reasons, especially against Maryland with Keander Brown and Grace Wagner playing a combined seven minutes in that game. Do you think bench is going to be the problem going forward in the Big Ten if they've got to rely on the starters so much? No, I've, I asked Coach Moore on this at the beginning. This was, I think, the first ever press conference I was in. I said, are you going to be utilizing your bench a lot this season? And she, at that point, of course, had no way of knowing if she was going to or not. And then the next game, Chloe Moore, McNeil, and Keandra Brown were playing. So I was like, okay, she's testing the waters here. But no, I don't think they necessarily need to rely on those five starters, even though those are their best players on the team. I think they can pull in Keandra Brown, Chloe Moore, McNeil, Grace Wagner, and even a couple others that are on the bench. I think they can pull them in at any time. And as long as you have three or four regular starters in there, I think they're going to be able to get those wins. No problem. Grace Wagner, she's been on the team for a few years now too. So even the ones who are on the bench, they know the system. They know how Indiana plays. So no, I don't think the bench is going to be a problem or slow them down by any means. I actually think it'll give the starter some time to take a break, catch up a bit and go back out there when need be, especially in the third and fourth quarter. In the preseason, this team talked about it's final four a bust and, and possibly Allie Papberg saying, I came back to win a national championship. Do you think that this team has what it takes to get to the final four this year and possibly get to that national championship game? I think they have as good a chance as ever, even more so than last year. I mean, last year they didn't beat Maryland and this year they did. They're beating teams this year that they didn't beat last year. And, you know, they're 4-0 in conference. That's insane. And that is tied with the 2019-2020 Big Ten start, 4-0. And they're only going to keep on getting better. Yeah, I really do think this team has the potential to go all the way. Yeah, they did lose to Stanford and NC State, but those are the top teams in the country. And it's really hard to lose against a team twice, especially when you're Indiana. So if they were to meet those teams again in the tournament, I think it would be a different narrative. But yeah, right now, South Carolina is ranked number one. You've got Stanford, not too far behind Louisville's in there. And by looking up those teams and sizing up those teams, I think Indiana's right up there with them. I think they'll break top five in the AP poll before too long. And yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw them as number one at the end of all this. 
that would be an incredible feat for Terry Morn in this women's basketball program and the heights she's taken it to. We're going to take a quick break and we come back more with Haley Jordan after this. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. This is Danny with Weathervane Insurance Solutions. Not only is it especially important for our economy to support local businesses these days, but as your local independent insurance agency, Weathervane Insurance can shop you around with dozens of carriers to ensure you receive the most competitive price and, of course, the best customer service. Find us on the web at weathervaneonline.com. That's weathervaneonline.com. I'm injury attorney Matt Lloyd. With an injury claim, don't leave cash on the table by not realizing all the Indiana laws that can help you. The insurance company won't tell you about them, but call me for a free consultation to learn all the important steps to get the best settlement. Call or text 812-333-MATT or go online to myinjurycase.com. Let's join forces and fight for a settlement that makes sense for you. 812-333-MATT. Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. My guest, Haley Jordan, beat reporter for Sports Illustrated Indiana. Haley, we were talking about the women's basketball team. Now it's time to talk about the men's basketball team at IU. Your impressions so far of Coach Mike Woodson and in his first year coming back to his alma mater to coach this Hoosier Ball Club. Yeah, it was surely, certainly exciting when we got the news that he was going to be arriving. And I think that was a common consensus among the team fans, you know, people who have been to IU multiple times, they were excited. And everyone knows that name, Mike Woodson. They were excited to have him as head coach. I think he's doing a great job so far. I know there's been some frustration for him. You know, he didn't make the schedule, right? He said that over and over, like, I didn't make the schedule. A couple of people have been, you know, talking about like the easy non-conference schedule and he's stressed over and over. Well, I didn't have anything to do with that. <laughs> and also something I love about coach Woodson is his honesty. He's super genuine after almost every single home game. I do it. Here's what coach Mike Woodson said. And those stories are really popular because he, everybody knows by now, well, he's going to tell you how he feels, whether it's good or bad. And I think as fans, and I know as a reporter, I appreciate that because sometimes, you know, Nick, like as the media, sometimes people are kind of trained and they not say what you want to hear, but say it in a politically correct fashion. And Mike Woodson throws all that out the window and he just tells us how it is. So I love it. Haven't been to as many boys games so far this season, but I've been to enough where I can get a feel for the team. And I think coach Woodson's doing a good job, even if, you know, he would say like, we need to do better. I think he's doing a great job. You and I were both at the Crossroads Classic covering Mm -hmm. it and he got on the fans after that game about Xavier Johnson getting yeah. booed. What was your thoughts of that? You talked about the brutal honesty and, and it doesn't get any more honest than <laughs> letting the fans know that, Hey, I coach this team, not you. And, and that's my job to get on him for when he makes mistakes. 
Yeah, first of all, shame on some of those fans for doing that. We never turn our backs on the players, and Coach Woodson will be the first to say that. I thought that was awesome, that he was willing to stand up for his roster and just for Xavier as a person, too. Like, you know, that's got to be embarrassing and just hurtful to be, you know, an athlete and have your own side booing you. That's the other team's job, right? That's the other team's fans' jobs to do the booing and the heckling. But, yeah, I, I really commend Coach Woodson for sticking up for Xavier and, you know, just making him know, like, hey, you had a bad game, so what it's okay we're moving on um still got most of the season left so I was uh, I was happy that he was able to showcase his true emotions to that even if it might have been uncomfortable to confront who's your fans now sometimes as reporters we see these next generation stats and some of these unique stats and apparently there is one unique stat when it comes to IU men's basketball apparently we win when Mike Woodson wears a suit and when he doesn't, we lose. Have you noticed that or (laughs) pay attention to that at all? I have. (laughs) I actually have heard of this interesting stat. I don't know if you could find this stat on ESPN. (laughs) They have everything, it seems like. But yes, I have heard that. And actually, when I'm, you know, going through Facebook and looking at people's comments on my men's basketball stories, people have mentioned that before. They're like, gosh, Mike, put on a suit. And so at first I didn't know what they were talking about. I'm like, what is, what does it matter if this man's in, you know, like Nikes and some chill pants rather than a suit, but I guess it makes a difference. So I don't know if anyone out there is superstitious or if they just like their coaches to be dressed up or what it is, but Hey, call it like it is. I bet they'd get a win. Even if he was in street clothes though, (laughs) it just happens to be one of those fun things to discuss. I'm sure that streak will come to an end here at some point. He'll win without the suit. Switching gears to football, it was a rough year for IU football, 2-10 and this season. But one of the bright spots was your former high school classmate at Tri-West, Peyton Hendershot, set the career record for a tight end for receptions and yards, and then was just one short of the all-time touchdown record for a tight end, coming one short of Ted Balzer. For you being a classmate of his, how cool is it to see him be so successful here at IU and the fact that you grew up with somebody that has had a great college career? Yeah, that's really exciting. So Tri-West, I graduated in my class. I was a year older than Peyton, but I graduated with 140, 150 kids. It's not very big. We're out in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by cornfields. So for Peyton to go out and go to a D1 school and play for IU, that was awesome. That doesn't happen very often at Tri-West. I'm sure it's hard to even get noticed or recognized coming out of our, you know, Tri-West Bruins High School. So I just commend him for being able to do that and set an example, not only for athletes everywhere, but for athletes who can't help where they live. You know, we grew up in this small school district, but that doesn't mean you can't make noise and go out there and shine. Something that I remember about Peyton, and I never really knew him too well since he was a grade younger than I was. All I remember is that him and all of his brothers were phenomenal athletes in every single sport, not just football, but he was a really good basketball player too. And his cousin was in my grade and she did everything. She was a good volleyball player, basketball player, softball player, you name it. They were good at everything and they kind of ran our school athletics wise. So I wasn't surprised at all when he to start breaking records all of a sudden at Indiana. It was really cool to see. And I'm, I'm happy he's taken some of that Tri-West Bruin pride with him to Bloomington. The Hoosiers have landed nine transfers so far this offseason. They just added Missouri quarterback Connor Bazelak to the roster. He'll have three years of eligibility. The transfer portal, 
all this crazy stuff that's happening, you know, roster management changes every year. Do you just see this continuing for IU? And how do you think this transfers will impact Tom Allen's team next year? Yeah, after a season like that, you know, Tom Allen, he'll be the first to say something needed to change and something needed to change fast. You know, he let go offensive coordinator Nick Sheridan when that wasn't working and he's making adjustments and he's making adjustments quickly. He's moved pretty quickly. And yeah, after that quarterback carousel that Indiana went through last season, they played four quarterbacks all season long. And that is a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. And their new offensive coordinator, Walt, he's used to that. <laughs> Bella's had a lot of... Uh, quarterback shuffles of his own. So I think they're going to continue to probably see which quarterback's the right fit. I don't think it's going to be a this magic potion where they just find a guy and stick with him all season. I think it's one of those seasons they're going to need to build up and figure out which quarterback works best. And they were kind of doing that last season too. Seeing if McCauley was ready, seeing if Gremmel could go out there and make some noise. So yeah, I think they're going to utilize that transfer portal even more and just kind of use this next season to build up and continue to grow after what happened this past season. We only have about a minute left. I just wanted to ask you as a young female reporter, who are the ladies that you've looked up to as you were going through school as a journalist reporter to kind of pave your way to to get you to where you are today? I love Sage Steele. I absolutely love her. She's my favorite sports reporter, works for ESPN and has done a lot of different things, worn different hats. IU, (laughs) she went to IU as well, which we love that. I've actually met her a couple of times back in the day when I was Miss Indiana back in 2017, Sage Steele was actually the host at Miss America. And I remember we were all sitting there. I had Indiana across my chest and she was like, where's my Indiana girl at? And I was like, oh my gosh, she wants to talk to me. And I told her, I said, hey, I'm an aspiring sports reporter as well. We ended up taking a picture together. I have her number. So Sage Steele's contact sitting in my phone, which is really awesome. And then also another woman who I admire and look up to is Tracy Wolfson. She's a CBS sideline reporter. I met her at March Madness when I was serving as a CBS production runner. And same kind of thing. Tracy was so sweet and willing to help me and look at my reel even. And the fact that a network reporter is willing to take time to look at a 22, 23-year-old's real and to talk to them. And she even put me on her Instagram story. That was awesome. And that just let me know, hey, even though I'm young and I've got a lot to learn, I've got a lot to grow. There are women out there like Sage, like Tracy and plenty others out there that really care. And they want these women to thrive in this industry. So I hope I can do that for another young lady someday once I've had a lot more experience. Well, Haley, I thank you very much for joining me. Congratulations on all your success. Love your writing. Keep up all the good work. And hopefully we can do this again soon. I really appreciate the time. Oh, I would love to. I'm always down for a chance to talk about sports and unscripted too. This is awesome (laughs) to be able to share opinions and how I truly feel. So thank you so much, Nick, for having me. My thanks to Haley Jordan for being my guest this week. IU Sports Women's Basketball host Nebraska Thursday at 6, Sunday at Purdue at 2. Men's Basketball at Iowa at 9 p.m. next Monday at Nebraska at 6. Men's Women's Swimming and Diving host Louisville this Friday at 2 o'clock. Track and Field at the Simmons Harvey Invitational in Ann Arbor, Michigan at 11 a.m. And Wrestling host Michigan State Monday at 3.30. Thank you for joining us this evening and thanks to our sponsors. On behalf of the entire team here at the South Central Indiana News Network, my name is Nick Jenkinson. Join us throughout the week on social media and every Monday night right here for more Talking Sports.
This was a production of the South Central Indiana News Network.